Welcome to the Lex City Church Podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Lex City, please visit LexCity.Church. Well, give it up for the 80s, y'all. That was some good music, I am telling you. Well, I don't know if you were alive in the 80s or not, but let's see how up on 80s, 80s trivia you are. So here's a couple of multiple choice questions for you. In the 80s, what famous wedding took place in 1981? Have your vote in. Who was it? Prince Charles and Lady Di. Did you get that right? Okay, one point for you. What technology was released in 1982? Was it with the electric toothbrush, Bluetooth, or CDs? CDs. Thank God for CDs. Um, what was the highest grossing film of the decade? Was it E.T., Raiders of the Lost Art, Breakfast Club? E.T., get that right? And what company was founded in the 1980s? Was it Apple, Walmart, or Maui Gems? It was Maui Gems. I was going, that was kind of a bad decade <laughs> for industries, wasn't it? Well, I wish today answering the question, what do women want, was as easy as a multiple choice question. But we all know that's not true. As a matter of fact, I was sitting up there last week when Brian was talking about that this was this week, what women want. A friend of mine leaned over and he says, oh, I know what women want, something else. <laughs> I was like, is that true, guys? Do y'all feel that way? Dave's going, well, it can be true some days. Okay, I know we're complicated people, but we women are worth the effort. That's what I've been telling my husband for 39 years because the decade of the 80s was when we got married, so that was a good decade. We're spending five weeks on relationships, and last week, Brian kicked us off, and I really appreciated what you said, Brian, when you kind of talked to us about where we're going, and you said just everybody kind of lean in and glean insights, no matter where you are on this. You said this really can transform your marriage, or if you're single, it can shape your future relationships. And we looked at this key verse that you've heard around marriage, Ephesians 5.33, that says, so again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. We learned last week, wives, the key need, the innate need, the way God made men is for us to respect them. But men, for you today, we're looking at our key need, and that is clear. It is love your wife. Love your wife. Love is what women want. Now, it's a small four-letter word, but I'm going to tell you something, guys. For women, this is foundational. Foundational to us and to what we want our relationship to be built on. So men, what I've done is I've taken this small word, love, and I'm gonna build an acrostic with that word to help express how you might communicate, show love to your wife, to women. Because 
at the point of this whole thing is what L stands for. We begin with L being listen. Now, let me say, women in the room, as I go through these different areas that represent for us what love is, I'm going to hit the nail on the head for some of you all. You're going to be going, whoa, preach, bring it. And others of you are going to go on, she's not, that's not me. That's okay. Because if it's not, talk about that. Talk about that. That's the key. Get the conversation going. And a conversation has to have L, listening. A pastor performing a wedding ceremony was giving advice to the groom when he said, now here's the deal. Once you're married, remember that when you have a discussion with your wife, always get the last two words in. Those two words, yes, dear. Now, believe it or not, we actually want more than that. Now, sometimes that'll do. But we want more than that. Men, we get that it is hard work to really listen. To listen in a way that we feel heard and known. But when you do, we feel and experience love. So let me give you two pointers that will hopefully help you listen. The first is this. Attentiveness trumps timing. Women, it's not news to us that sometimes to gain the man's attention, attentiveness, is a little bit of a struggle. So we've got a part to play in this. So let me talk to you first. What I have found sets the table for John to be able to listen is to maybe start with this question. Is this a good time for me to talk to you about something? If I hit him hard, like right when he's come in the door after work, or on his day off when he's just up from a nap, I'm not going to get a lot. But when I ask the question, is this a good time for us to talk about something? It communicates two things. Number one to him that I actually care about him, what's going on in his life and his world. But it also communicates that what I'm about to talk to matters to me. So listen. Guys, if now isn't a good time, we're going to give you permission to say so by asking the question. So you can say, you know, let me just make a quick call and then my, my mind will be clear to focus on you. Or can you wait till the last bit of this game is over and then I promise you I'm like fully yours. But then here's the deal. It's on you to re-engage with her. You got to follow through there. Attentiveness trumps timing. So eliminate distractions. That means switch off the TV, lay your phone down, try to find a moment together and just listen. Attentiveness trumps timing. And reflection trumps correction. You see, mostly as women, what we want to know is that you understand how we feel when we're going through something, whether it's something really challenging in the day or the week, or it's something really exciting and wonderful. The simple tool of reflection or reflecting back to us that you hear us will help us know, L, you're listening. So guys, here's a way you can do this. You can ask this simple question. Wait a minute, did I hear you correctly? 
Do I understand? Did I hear you correctly that your day at work was really, really stressful and you're super frustrated right now with someone you work with? Did I hear you correctly that you're super excited about a possibility of a new job? Am I hearing you say that you felt sad because of the way I responded last night? Am I hearing you correctly that you're feeling kind of isolated right now and alone when it comes to being a mom? Now, once you've reflected back, if, and the key word is if, you have some, un, some insight or some solution or correction to what we're going through and you want to give it, here's question number two you can ask. You can ask this, guys. So would it be helpful if I were to offer a solution or is it just enough that I hear how you're feeling right now? Like I'm watching some women in the room going, it just resonates with us. We know you're prone to solutions and actions, but to feel loved, we have to know first you've listened and understood. L is for listen. And our acrostic, O, is for observe. You see, women want a man who sees them and actually sees them differently than anyone else around them. Let me take you to the Genesis story, the creation story for a moment. That's where I spent some time this week. You know God created the world and all the animals and the birds of the air, and then, then he created Adam. But God observes something about Adam. Maybe you know what it is. Verse 18, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. Now, I don't know if you know what the next verse is, but I always thought the next verse was, and so he caused Eve to go into a deep, you know, Adam to go into a deep sleep and created Eve. That's not the next part in the story. Do you know what God does next for Adam? He starts a parade of companions. He goes, okay, what I want you to do is name all the animals and all the birds. And so he starts bringing them by one by one to Adam. Is this letting him see as he's searching for this companion? All right, Adam, here's an elephant. What does that do for you? And Adam's going, not much. All right, Adam, a giraffe. God, the neck is way too long. And when he's all done naming all the animals, then Adam's ready. And look what happens. Verse 20 says, he, speaking of Adam, didn't find a suitable companion. God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh and then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and presented her to the man. The man said, finally, finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman, for she was made from man. Adam's response to observing was seeing Eve 
dramatically different than anything or anyone around him. Finally, he says, it's Eve. You're a part of me. Guys, we want to know that, that we are your finally. That you see us. Yes, it matters that you notice that we just spent $65 on our haircut. That you observe that. That matters. But there's really more than just a haircut we want you to notice. We want you to notice who I am and what I do. Like, we want you to see at the core of who we really are. Of all the people in the world, it will be your voice speaking to who I am as my husband that matters the most. When you observe, tell your wife. Tell her what you see. Do you know what I see in you? Do you know who you are? You are funny. Like, you make us laugh as a family. Thank you. Do you know you're a great friend? You're a natural leader, a talented artist. You're a very intuitive mother, a loving neighbor, a creative and amazing cook. You're a boss her staff is lucky to have. It's really observing who she is and telling her and reminding her that what she does matters. You appreciate it. You see it. It could be what she does at home with the kids, at work, at school, community, at church, in her life group, on her own recovery journey, really nothing is too small to express to her that you observe it. Small things, I mean, like I know it's silly, but when John thanks me for doing the laundry, because I do the laundry, I've done the laundry for the 39 years that we're married, when he thanks me that, that week, do you know what happens when I'm folding his underwear the next time? I'm doing it with a smile on my face. I'm like, baby, you know, I'm like folding it. I feel appreciated. It's the small things, but it's not just the small things I do. It's, it's connected to my calling, the things that matter in a big way. When I step down from here, I'll go sit beside him and it will be his voice, what he observed in me, how he speaks truth to me about God's calling on my life and the gift that he sees in me that will communicate the most love of all. Observe is O. And our acrostic men, V is value, okay? We've got L is listen, O is observe, V is value. When I have the privilege from time to time to, an, to officiate a wedding, I often say to the groom something I heard someone say to John. Someone said to John one time, if your wife is beautiful when you marry her, it's because God made her that way. If she's beautiful when she's old, it will be because of how you loved her. You see, our primary way that you express love to us is that you really value us. And here's three ways you do that. First, keep courting me. Keep courting. You are so good at this. Just keep courting me. Flowers just because, which I got this week. Maybe he knew I was going to be preaching on it. 
Um, written words of affection, te texting us just to check in, thinking of ways you speak to our love language. Maybe you've already studied those. If not, that's a great thing to do. Compliments, date nights, just keep courting us. It makes us feel loved. Keep courting us. Keep getting to know me. You know, I know it can kind of feel forced, but when you're intentional, guys, at asking us questions, small or big, we, we, we feel valued, like you're, you're wanting to know us. And, and here's the thing. As a couple, we need help on this. But what I've discovered is we've been married 39 years, and I, I love getting to know John in this season not who he was four, 39 years ago, this season. And so I've just given you some tools in your uh, sermon notes at lexcity.info. Here's a great little resource that I found. And I'm gonna tell you guys, here's just a little clue. You might wanna order this for Valentine's Day. Guys, women don't listen. And like give it to her. And um, I see John taking out his phone right now. I didn't say this in first service. This is a great, it's already in the box. It's already in the Amazon cart, honey. But this is a book, it's called um, Question of the Day for Couples, and it's, it's capturing your conversation. It's just very simple little questions that you could just pull out from time to time when you're in a car ride, when you're going on a date, um, over dinner, you know, just that will help you talk about everything from what's your favorite thing to listen to when you're in the car, is it the radio, is it news, is it sports, is it worship, and what do you listen to and learn? It's simple little things to heartfelt kind of spiritual questions. And then I've also included just a link on there that if you just want to download, there's just like 35 questions you can get started with. So just some little tools there because when you keep knowing me, what do I feel, guys? Loved, loved. So keep courting me, keep getting to know me. And lastly, keep having eyes for only me. Guys, we want to be your one and only. We want to be your finally. And actually, we are to be your finally. Eyes for only us, for us and the security of our hearts. In this relationship between you and me, there is no room for anyone else, virtually or personally. There's no one else you're to have eyes for, emotions for, and put energy towards except for us. And your faithfulness to the covenant of marriage, your vow to be faithful to your wife and to her only, it is the significant way you show her how deeply you value her. Having eyes only for your wife brings her security. Listen, we are insecure enough in this world. We know what time and kids have done to our bodies. We know that. But when you look at other women lustfully and we see it, it cuts to our core and your sin impacts our hearts. Men, you cannot afford to be careless with lust. Our hearts are at stake and frankly, so are yours. So I encourage you guys, 
you, you're in a church that's a shame-free zone to deal with this. We, you can look on your sermon notes on lexcity.info. You can link to Men's Integrity. We have a group of guys that are committed to loving their wives faithfully, a lot of them when they've come out of unfaithfulness. And you know what God has done? Restored marriages, restored intimacy. So go for it. Because the way you communicate love is to value your wife. Keep courting her, keep getting to know her and have eyes only for her. And finally, E in our acrostic for love is embrace. Do you know that women, it's proven, actually have more nerve receptors than men? And that means we really experience comfort and pain deeper. You know, I told you um, I've done the laundry for 39 years. And that speaks to John's love language. Do you know what John's done for me for 39 years? Really, almost every night, I roll over, I put my head on his chest, and you know what he does till I fall asleep? He rubs my head. Ladies, you're going, that is a good man. <laughs> you aren't kidding. He embraces me. Now, I don't think it's by accident that, you know, in, in for most couples, uh, men's sexual needs are more frequent than than the women's, but honestly, women, I think that's a gift to us because I think it keeps them pursuing us and embracing us. But remember, men, we want embraced, meaning we want your touch. And sometimes that's non-sexual touch, which can seem like an oxymoron to you, I know that. But we want that. I know we are strong, we are capable, we are like these multitasking machines but we need you, we need your touch. And even when we push back, we really aren't pushing away. We're asking you to lean in, so lean in. Your embrace empowers us. So that's your acrostic. But before I close, I wanna speak just to the women for just one moment. I know this has been uh, to the men mostly, but I have a word for you. And it's this. First, give your man grace to learn. It's been so important in the longevity of our marriage. Give him grace to learn and start with today. I know in this room, I know online that many of you are living with the pain of these unmet needs and desires from yesterday in your relationship with your marriage. Forgiveness is possible. And starting today can be a reality. Give them grace to learn. If they didn't do it right before and they want to do it right now, give them grace to learn and space to learn. This is hard stuff for guys. Side note, men, you know what really draws us? Women want a man who's willing to learn. Just willing to learn, not to get it right all the time, but willing to learn. Because when you're going, I didn't do that right, but I'm willing to learn, you're showing us 
honesty and humility. And when you do that, guess where you have us? Right there. It speaks to our heart. Second, women, I want you to remember that God only needs one of you in the relationship. Meaning, I just I know early in marriage, I so started thinking, why doesn't John do this or act like that or be like this? And the like this, do you know what it was like? Like me. Like, why doesn't he do things the way I do things or want things the way I want things? And the best I can hear God's voice, God was going, because I don't need two of you in the relationship. That's you. That's what you bring to the relationship. So don't be insecure about it. Lead with it in love. And embrace what I've given you and you need alongside of you. My dad used to say, if two people always agree, somebody's not needed. And lastly, women, God has you. Single or married. He is Jaira. He is more than enough for you. More than enough. And I have learned over the years, I have to go to him first to meet my needs. No one else, not my husband, not my kids, not my career, Jesus first. You are more than enough. Today, I have this need to feel loved. How are you gonna meet that need in my life? So you look to him. Because he is more than enough. He is madly in love with you and knows how to love you best in your day. Guys, I've tried to keep it simple, okay? I've given you an acrostic. Love. Do you have it in your mind? Let's just, guys, one more time. Here we go. In your mind. L, listen. O, Observe, V, value, E, embrace. Thanks for doing this work, guys. You make a difference in our life. Would you pray with me, please? God, it is an honor to pray over the relationships in this room and online today. God, I pray for restoration for some. Where pain of the past seems to rob the joy of today, Holy Spirit, will you come and show a way for healing and restoration in this marriage? God, I thank you for the men here listening with their heart. Empower them through the presence of your Holy Spirit to love in a way they really long to love. Sometimes they just don't know how. Give them the grace and the space, even the anointing to love their wife in a way that security and unity and joy marks their marriage. Thank you, God, that you are more than enough We worship you. We thank you. We pray this all in the name and the authority of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Lex City Church podcast. If you would like to support ministries of Lex City, visit lexcity.church give. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at Lex City Church for more encouraging teachings and content.